Hey everybody, if you enjoy the podcast and the content it provides, be sure to hop over and check out the community. The community is an exclusive members website that is just an extension of what we do here in July at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar. What it is is a combination of video lectures, a coach's corner with your Monday morning take-home information, and a forum where you can talk about anything and everything related to the field of strength and conditioning. In the community, you'll find content added each month from some of the top practitioners in the world, ranging from PhDs to high-level coaches, bringing you exactly what they're doing with their athletes or their research at the present moment. On top of that, an additional discussion by coaches bringing you that Monday morning information, things that you can add to your training program right away. Tying that in with the opportunity to discuss with coaches around the world in the forum on anything and everything from the topics addressed in these presentations to whatever you're seeing in your daily life as a coach. If this sounds like the right thing for you and your staff, go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com community and try it out for 48 hours for just a dollar. If you like it, you're signed up, ready to roll, and you're jumping into all the great content added each month. If not, feel free to go ahead and cancel at any time. No questions asked. We're really excited about what we're building in the community and hope you are too. Go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com community and check it out today. Hey everybody, Matt Tomey from Michigan Tech here. Just wanted to film a quick My Thoughts Monday on the topic of specificity. Uh, I wanted to talk about this because I've seen you know, quite a bit more lately, and I guess it's you know, probably all the time uh, we see people talking about specific training or um, specialized exercises, and it seems like there's a kind of a polarized opinion on the topic in our field, and I think that that's good, and uh, you know, where, where these disagreements are uh, is, is where we can grow as a field. So I just wanted to kind of chip in my two cents about specificity because I hadn't seen many people talk about the actual definition of specificity uh, or anything in, in any of their arguments. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, if we're, not, if we're not playing the sport, then uh, it's not specific. It's not specific training um, if, it's, if it's not in competition or in the sport. Um, and sure, you know, obviously playing the sport is the most specific thing that we could do. Um, and anything outside that is, is going to be general, but obviously there are shades of gray within this. You know, we could look at a couple of exercises. We could look at a bench press and running 10 miles and then applying those to different athletes. You know, we have a shot putter. Obviously one of those exercises or training means is going to be more specific. And one of them is going to be probably never used because it is so general. Um, you know, whereas for an endurance athlete, there, we could see the opposite scenario. Um, you know, at the same time, uh, we could look at things that we do in the weight room, um, even, you know, velocity-based movements and uh, Olympic lifting movements uh, that, that are slightly more specific than some other things that we do in the weight room uh, and say that the, the velocities that we're achieving in those exercises are nowhere near the velocities that we'd see in sport, which is also true right uh, so let's let's take a step further and kind of look at some of the definitions and there are three people uh, that I that I know that have kind of defined specificity or specialized exercises um, and and there are others and there are probably other ways to define it as well uh, Dr. Yesis is one who probably simplifies things the best 
um, you know, provides us with the most practical definition and just says, you know, that a specialized exercise has to duplicate the same neuromuscular pathway as used in the sports skill. Now, if we take it kind of a step deeper than that and look at uh, Dr. Bondarchuk's exercise classification system, uh, he breaks it down a little bit, a little bit more, in a little bit more detailed way. Uh, so, you know, he has GPE exercises or um, general preparatory exercises as the, the most general, which is basically just work capacity, um, you know, very general, not used, uh, or movements that are not used uh, in the sport at all. Um, but again, just building work capacity, super general training. Um, the, next, the next category is uh, specialized preparatory exercises. These are movements that use the same muscle groups as seen in the sports skill, uh, but not necessarily in the same way, not necessarily in the same range of motion, um, and they don't necessarily look like uh, what we're doing in sports. So these would be a lot of the movements that we would classify as, as general exercises, squat, bench press, rows, uh, you know, Olympic lifts, these are all specialized preparatory exercises. Uh, taking it one step further, we have specialized developmental exercises. The, uh, these now begin to not only use the same muscle groups that are used in the sporting action or in the competitive exercise, but they use them in the same uh, ranges of motion, and they may duplicate a, a portion of the sports skill um, or the whole action. Uh, and this is, this is kind of where we get back to Dr. Yes's and his definition. Um, when he talks about specialized exercise uh, exercises, he's talking about uh, specialized developmental exercises and then things that are even more specific than that. Uh, a good example of this or a great example of this would be uh, what Jay described in the uh, coach's corner with the pawback exercise. You know, we're looking at um, training the, the leg extensors, so the glutes and hamstrings, exactly as they're used uh, in the running movement, in, uh, in the pawback action in the running movement. So just one particular aspect uh, of that motion. Um, you know, we could also do uh, the knee drive exercise from Dr. Yesis, another good example of a specialized developmental exercise that really just duplicates one part of the running motion. Taking it to that next degree of specificity, um, in Dr. Bondarchuk's classifications, we have competitive exercises. Um, when, I, when I teach this to my students in, in my classes, I, I usually kind of have a separation between competitive exercises and the competition exercise. Uh, competitive exercises could be the competition movement, so they could be exactly what you're doing. Um, in Dr. Bondarchuk's case, that would be throwing the competition weight hammer. That could be considered an exercise. Um, typically, uh, the, a competition exercise is defined as uh, the competition movement in easier or more difficult uh, circumstances. So this could also be uh, sprinting uphill, sprinting with a sled, uh, sprinting downhill would be easier conditions, um, things of that nature. So now we're getting closer and closer to actually duplicating what we're doing in sport, um, but making it slightly different. Okay. So within that, we have, uh, you know, a broad range and a lot of gray area. Some things are more specific, some things are less specific or more general. Taking it 
you know, maybe even a step further, we can look at Dr. Berkashansky's uh, dynamic correspondence, who breaks it down. Uh, he has five criteria for that, and kind of paraphrasing or simplifying, um, he, he defines dynamic correspondence or things that are specific to the competitive exercise, um, you know, in different ways. So it could be using the same muscle groups, using the same ranges of motion, the same emphasis portion of the range of motion. So with that one, um, it would be uh, the example of the knee drive that I gave earlier of the specialized developmental exercise. Uh, with the knee drive, how Dr. Yesis describes it, we actually emphasize uh, the portion of the range of motion where uh, the hip flexors are most active, which is behind the body, rather than training them where they're less active uh, in front of the body. So just training them in a general way is fine. But if we want to get more specific, we have to train the portion of the range of motion where those muscle groups are most active and most used. Um, we can also, so we have uh, same muscle groups, same range of motion, uh, same emphasis portion of the range of motion, same type of muscular contraction, so eccentric, isometric, concentric. Um, and then the, the last one is basically the speed of the movement, the force output of the movement. Um, that one's important too, especially when we look at um, plyometrics. Okay, uh, the um, the shock method was actually invented. Verkashansky actually came up with the shock method because he was looking to fulfill that aspect of dynamic correspondence with his triple jumpers. Uh, he found that the force in the last impact, uh, the last impact before takeoff and the triple jump, was upwards of 300 kilos, and he couldn't have them squat over 700 pounds. It wasn't working out. So he, he used um, the kinetic energy of the falling body to actually duplicate that those same forces that are seen in the last impact before they take off in the triple jump. So when we look at dynamic correspondence and all these different definitions, we'll see that the only place where all five criteria are fulfilled is in the competition movement or when we're playing the sport. That's going to be the most specific thing, obviously. Uh, but this doesn't mean that just fulfilling one aspect of dynamic correspondence or several um, is a bad thing. It doesn't mean that uh, that doing um, you know only fulfilling a few of those is completely general. Um, there are shades of gray in between. Okay, so. We can, we can use some specific exercises, we can use some that are more general, and we can train the entire continuum um, in between. Um, and all of those are going to show improvement. Uh, the, the general exercises are still going to be useful because you need some sort of novelty to continue to progress. Um, specialized exercises as the athlete increases in qualification, uh, as Bondarchuk showed us in uh, his transfer training books, the um, specialized exercises are going to come into play um, because they're going to have more transfer as we increase um, in, in qualification within that sport or within that event. Um, you know, early on, the general exercises are going to have more transfer. Later on, we have to become more specific. Uh, but that doesn't mean, again, that the general exercises are useful. They're, they're, still, going to be, um, they're still going to be in place. Um, you know, when we talk about change and we talk about novelty. Uh, but again, um, you know, looking at these definitions of specificity, I think that we can't just say 
Uh, if we're not playing the sport, it's not specific. We have uh, a large continuum of different exercises that we can use. We have a lot of ways to define specificity, uh, and we can use these tools to our advantage, uh, especially as our athletes progress. Um, so I think, I think that we need to look at the, the problem of specificity a lot more seriously. If it's, if it's transfer that we're after, then uh, we, we absolutely have to increase specificity as our athletes uh, adapt to training. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and let me know if uh, anybody has any questions on this, and I'd be happy to discuss it further.